0: That is through our Kingdom Builder partners, and so when you give, when you sow into the ministry of Celebration Church, you become one of those partners. And I, I that's one of my goals on a monthly basis is to reach out to all of our partners and let them know just how much they mean to us and that we appreciate your financial support. So join with us in that. Become one of our kingdom builders today. Just click on give on our website and show your love offering today. Thank you so much.
1: Yes, thank you. Well, let's jump
0: into the conversation. So tonight's conversation is about caring for your kids, mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. How do you do that? What are some of the signs you should look for uh, that maybe things are off or what's demonstrating that something might be wrong? And how do you recognize the red flags or the yellow flags? How do you, you know, how do you do this? And so we're going to talk about that. We want to answer your questions when it comes to raising kids in a godly way and caring for their mental, emotional, spiritual well-being. So if you have questions about this, drop it in to the comments. We'd love to be able to address the topics and questions and things that are important to you. So drop those in the comments as well and do us a huge favor by sharing the post. If you haven't already done it, just click the share button and put it on your Facebook feed so that others know that we're here as well. So let's jump in. So COVID has really caused uh, some stir and a lot of stress and strain, mental you know health concerns for kids. So let's talk about it.
1: You know, you're absolutely right. COVID has stirred the pot and not just for kids, but for adults as well. And so for adults, most of us hopefully have a little bit more tools in our toolbox to begin to identify the stressors, and maybe have tools to begin to not only identify them, but work through them and process them. Whereas children, and when I say children, I'm saying it loosely, that's even through young adult age, you know, young adult years, Um, but especially younger children, children do not have the capacity to express verbally big emotions. And let's face it, we all have big emotions when it comes to COVID. COVID has disrupted life as we know it. And we might be finding ourselves in a new norm, but for our kids, this new norm is still absolutely wild. And so what a lot of families are talking about and saying is that I don't know why my my kid is acting out. All of a sudden, they're having nightmares. All of a sudden, they're having accidents in the middle of the night, or Some children are having extreme blow ups of anger and aggression and or just super sad and uninterested and all of a sudden withdrawing And those are all signs that something big is going on inside their little mind inside their little heart, but they don't know how to get it out. And so really we as parents we as adults want to be able to um, watch and begin to identify stressors that happen in the lives of those around us and especially our kids you know so um as parents we have created some friends and i have created a support group where we just are talking and communicating about what we're seeing in our kids and those ages range very widely But in doing that in opening that door of communication with other parents, it's allowing us to realize it's not just my child or not just your child, but it's, it's people in general. And we are working together to be again, to identify those stressors so that we can parent them through it.
0: So uh, one of the things that Heather said here, she said a lot, and and there's a couple of things that I want to highlight. Number one, the first thing is that um, everyone is, is facing change. You know, when when you start talking about COVID and new norms and all of these different things, it's called change. It's called disruption. And all of us have experienced this disruption. Um, And disruption is not a bad thing. You know, I would encourage you that um, if you'll look at what's going on in the world, what's going on maybe in your personal life, you know, what's going on from day to day with COVID and the response to COVID and the, the politicizing of COVID and all of these things. Really, uh, what we are trying to do is adapt to change to a new norm. It's a disruption, and so what we can either do in any disruption, any change, is we can find ourselves sinking backwards, right. or we allow it to become uh, something that propels us into something greater. And you know, businesses go through through change, uh, people go through change. I mean, this changes. Nothing new, we change our cars, we change our hair, we change, hopefully we change our clothes. Right. Um, you know, so change is nothing new to any of us, but how we handle that change and how we process emotionally and mentally that change is really important. And it's the same is true for our kids. So anytime we face change, the first response for a kid, for child, for adult, adolescent, any, any of us, that first initial response to change is always that, that response of denial that if we, I'm not going to change. I'm not changing this. This isn't happening. This isn't happening in my family. This isn't happening to my kids is you know, so even now with the, the schooling change, this isn't happening to my kids. My kids aren't going to have to do it. You know, it's always, it's the denial response. And so it's important when you see that come up with your kids, when you find that initial response of this really this really isn't happening, or you know uh, it can't happen to me, or this won't happen to us. That, that, that kind of denial response, or the other end of that spectrum where it goes into it, it's not denial in the sense of how we know denial, maybe, but the other end of that spectrum of conspiracy theory. Everything's a conspiracy, oh and then in the conspiracy <laughs> theorist is is just as much of a denial response. Right. As, oh, this isn't going to happen. Right. And so uh, it's not that any of those responses are wrong responses. It's our, it's our emotional response, it's our mental response to dealing with change. It's it's interesting because um, the change model, you know, as a as a professional coach, I one of the things that I work with with people as pastor, coach is walking through change, right. understanding the dynamics of change and walking through that change. And the change, that change model is really based on the model of trauma, how you deal with trauma and how we emotionally process trauma. And the first, that first step in trauma is denial as well. And so it's really important to not um, minimize or neglect or to disregard those feelings of denial, even in your kids. Saying I'm not going to deal with this. You know, they tried to not talk about it or not deal with it or avoid those things. Um, it's important to not avoid. It's important to not minimize. It's important to have the conversation. It's it's important to not um, to uh, to not discipline uh, your kids for the beliefs or, or the uh, or emotions. the feelings or the emotions that they have around. Right. the the COVID or any other change, it's important Mm -hmm. not to discipline them for their emotions and their feelings. There's not wrong feelings, but they need to express those. It's it's a problem if they stay there. It's a problem, for example, if your child gets the blues or you as an adult get the blues or the lows and you stay there and it moves into clinical depression. That's a problem. You know, staying there, moving into something unhealthy, that's that's an issue. Um, You don't want to do that. But, but to have those initial feelings, there's nothing wrong with
1: that. Right, and I think you mentioned something that I really wanna highlight. And um, I wanna also share that in doing so, we have um, a clinical counselor that is part of our ministry team and she's not able to be here tonight. So she went ahead and asked um, some of her colleagues um, for some, everybody to give some um, quotes. knowledge, quotes, information for us and discussing you know tonight's topic of caring for our kids and their mental health through covid and one of the things that she pointed out um which we both have touched on a little bit that i want to talk about um, is our kids are looking at our response to change and so how we respond to covid is going to teach them how to respond not only to covid but to life in general and so we have to, that's why it's so important as adults that we can identify how we respond to trauma, how we respond to COVID and how we respond to changes. Where is our trust in God? And you know what? Sometimes it's not up there and it's okay. But like you said, we don't learn to stay in the you know, unbelief but we acknowledge where we are and then begin to work towards, I want to trust in the Lord. I want to have a healthy responses. What are my triggers? How do I set myself up for success? And sometimes it's just beginning to acknowledge those areas to begin to set ourselves up for success because that next generation coming after us is watching. So if I respond with anxiousness, with depression, with fear, with anger, with worry, with all these different things, I am passing that on to my kids. And that's something that I am very conscientious about that, you know what, we acknowledge our emotions and we can be fearful today. We can be scared today. We can, you know, not know what tomorrow holds and have some worries, but let's talk about those emotions why why do I feel this way? What is causing this feeling so big inside of me? And then what do I do with them? And it's a great opportunity for us to discuss as parents and not just talk about it, but to begin to live it with our kids. How do I trust in God?
0: Where's think, my belief? I think that's the big question. You know, it's important to talk about too, you know, what, you know, Heather said, why are you feeling this way? And I think it's important to acknowledge the feelings. What's, what can be dangerous is staying right. in those emotions and not, not acknowledging where your focus needs to be. So it's great to acknowledge that maybe you have the blues. It's great to acknowledge that that you are concerned or worried or have you know some sort of fear or, or any of those things. Whatever the emotion is, whatever the response is, acknowledge it. But then reframe it, um, you know, reframing is all about, you know, if you take, if you have a photo on the wall and it might look really good one way, but you can take that, that painting on that photo and you turn it and when you do that, you see it in a whole different perspective. You see something different in the image and that's really what reframing is all about. So when you talk about those emotions, you talk about those fears, you talk about the anxiety, you talk about the concerns, reframe it, okay? so what would healthy look like here what does trusting god look like if yeah. you know if this is what fear is and we know that that god has not given us a spirit of fear you bring in the scripture bring in the truth what is the truth of god's work god has not given us a spirit of fear okay we understand that then what does power love and a sound mind look like in this reality if we're going through covid land if we're going through and it doesn't it's not just covid it's any kind of change it could be a job change It could be a family crisis, a death of a loved one, any kind of change. Okay, so what does power, love, and a sound mind look like in this? If the word of God tells us that the, the love of God, the perfect love, cast out all fear, then what does God's love need to look like for me in this situation? How do I encounter God's love to cast out my fear? You know, that's a great question for your kids. When they're experiencing that fear and that anxiety, Ask them, okay, so the, the truth of God's word, the reality is, is that perfect love, God's love, casts out fear. So how do you experience, how do you need to experience God's love in this season to cast out that fear? And get them thinking. I mean, it could be as simple, you know, it might be something as simple for your kid uh, as, as for your child is going into their room and playing worship music. They may just need to get away, they might need some time away, or they might need mom or dad to sit with them and, you know, rub their back and, you know, tell them a Bible story, tell them about Jesus, whatever it is. Yeah. And when you do that, mom or dad, you're creating an environment, a spiritual environment in your home that's rooted on the word of God. Last week, we talked about having having the word of God as the foundation, the absolute truth for your home. And, and this is another great way to right. implement that. You take the truth of the word and you reframe those emotions with that truth and say how do we live this
1: absolutely and you know it looks different for every family and it looks different for every child and situation you know i look at our kids and the reality of covid with our family and just the change and it's awesome to see our kids tell me um i need to talk to my pastor i i need to talk mm-hmm. to pastor angie and know that they, we have lived a life in front of them, that they understand that when it's overwhelming and you just need to talk it out, it's okay to call your pastor. It's okay, I had a friend today that happened to be volunteering at the church. She passed by my window, knocked on the window and was like, you have a minute, I just need my pastor. And it, it's important that our kids see that and understand that that's a reality. There are other times where they need the worship music on, where they need a dance party, There are times that the kids just need to sit in mom or dad's lap and cry and it's okay. Like that is an okay way to find God, to know that God cares about those tears, that he cares about those emotions. And then when it's over, when those tears stop, okay, now what do we do? Why are we feeling okay? Where do do we allow God to take over from here? And those moments are absolutely precious. We're teaching them skills that will really last them a lifetime. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And you might be an adult watching this and saying, okay, I don't have kids or I do have kids, but what about me? <laughs> How do I handle all this? How do I deal with all of the emotional trauma? How do I deal with the chaos? You know, uh, I was talking with someone the other day and we were talking about the election being this year. And we're like, this is the worst possible year to do an election because of just all the craziness regardless of what political side you're on, because as, uh, you know, as a coach, mental health professionals, and, you know, all these, you know, people I'm involved with, we would always say pastors, we always tell people don't make major life decisions when you're in the middle of trauma. Right. (laughs) And and our country, the world is in the middle of trauma and we're making major life decisions. It's scary. Um, But, you know, there's been so much, politicizing of all of this, so much chaos in the middle of this traumatic experience, if you will, called COVID, called two hurricanes, called, uh, you know, mass hysteria in cities. I mean, it's just absolute crazy things that we're seeing. And how do we handle, as adults, as an adult, how do you handle that? And the question is still the same for you as it would be for the kids. Okay. I understand in in the natural, I might have uncertainty. There's uncertainty about my job. There's uncertainty, you know, maybe, you know, you might have been laid off or furloughed, you know, there's, so there's career uncertainty, financial uncertainty, you know, um, health. If you have, i been exposed to the virus, am I going to get the virus? If I get the virus, what, you know, all these questions and, um, you know, i say it all the time and we've said it already on on the program tonight is we don't live there yeah. you know so we recognize the reality of what we're feeling and we say we ask ourselves the question okay so what does power love and a sound mind look like if if this is the word of god and for you and i as adults as believers we understand that, that the, the word of god defines itself so we've got to get in the word and understand What is power, love, and a sound mind in Christ look like? What is is that? And we understand that scripture defines that. So we have to go back to scripture and define that. Well, it says that I have the mind of Christ. I have a sound mind. I have the thoughts, the minds, the capacity, the mental capacity of thinking the thoughts that Jesus would think. And and we're told in Philippians to think on these things. We're told in Galatians that we have... Uh, self-control what does that mean and so we start to unpack that for ourselves and begin to meditate on that not meditating on well what does it look like if i get the virus do i get sick do i have this what about my job what about my career do Do i I wear a
1: mask do i do i do i do i those questions can absolutely run anybody into a mock
0: now i want to jump on that real quick because (laughs) there's something really powerful so um The questions you ask, where you live, determines your environment, It determines your outcome. And so if you're constantly living in the what if, what if, what if, and all you do is ask the negative questions, and all you're doing is asking questions internally about the virus, about wherever, that determines where you end up. The questions you ask, the places you live, determines the journey's result. And so if you want to end up with a sound mind, if you want to end up in the place of peace, if you want to end up in a place of health and wholeness, then you've got to start asking the right questions. You've got to start living in the right environment. And it starts today. It might be baby steps, but it starts today.
1: Absolutely. And that brings us to, to two of the quotes that I really want to get to tonight. One is by Matt Haynes, and he says, encourage the child to have the strength to continue to move forward with COVID due to them finding their strength in God. And that really goes back to what you were saying about that we have the mind of Christ. And if we allow our children or allow ourselves to think constantly that I can't do this, it's too much, it's overwhelming, I'm not okay, then that is where you're gonna live. But if you choose to put on the mind of Christ I am more than a conqueror, that he that is in me is greater, greater than he that's in the world. That means he is greater than COVID.
0: No like, weapon for me. No I,
1: Yes, I am able. You know, all spiritual blessings are given to us as believers. And so we need to look at ourselves in the mirror and say that we are overcomers in Christ Jesus, that we are able, more than able in Christ Jesus. And then we need to look our sweet babies in the face acknowledge their feelings and tell them that it's okay, that they can do this in Christ, that Christ is right there with them. He will never leave them nor forsake them, that Jesus goes before them to prepare the way and they're just gonna follow Jesus, that that's their job, just to follow Jesus and that in case they're scared, God's coming behind them and putting his right hand on their back and a hand upon their head to make sure they're safe. But that they're able to go forward in Him. Sometimes our babes just need to hear that we know that God is with them and that they can do it. Sometimes we just need to hear that.
0: You know, and start start with the smallest thing. You know, sometimes I think we are always looking for a big change. You know, some some you know. Banner in the sky, the writing on the wall, some flash of light, some aha moment. And sometimes those aha moments and the flashes of light are found in the least, the smallest thing. So, one of the questions you might ask is what is the least thing, the smallest thing that we can do as a family to be encouraged in this season? Instead of trying to think about what's the biggest thing, what's the biggest change, or what, you know. Just just narrow it down. What is the smallest, simplest thing that we can do as a family to encourage and support one another in this season? And then all of a sudden, it it makes the sky the limit. Instead of trying to find the big, we start small and can come up with a whole lot more answers. So start simple. What's a simple thing that you and your family can do in this season?
1: And ask your kids. You know, I have some friends that moved this weekend and, um, you know, moving for anyone is change. And we all have been there and we get to the new place with all the boxes and we're like, all I want to do is sit on the couch or go to bed, but it's not possible because there's boxes. And so the um, mom asked the children, what do you need to be okay. And one of the things was one of the kids, one of their curtains, hung. Could you imagine if it was always that simple. If we asked our kids, just what is one thing that we can do today to be okay. And one of the other children wanted their clothes hung. As simple as that. So sometimes we as parents can look at the big picture when we just need to start small, start small. Yeah. Start small. Maybe it's ice cream, you know, for us it's um, our children need time with mom and dad. And so we spend, we purpose to spend quality time Outdoors, we don't. We don't do a lot of electronics. My poor kids are deprived of technology. Maybe that works for yours, and that's okay. But for ours, they need time with mom and dad to be okay. So, what are those small things that even tonight, when we finish, that you can ask your kids? What 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 is something that you need in this season? Yeah,
0: absolutely. You know, something else um, that that might be helpful for you, you know, identify those those small successes. What, you know, instead of setting the large goals, start, you know, what's the small successes? And then uh, it was mentioned in the comments, the support system around your family, around your kids is so important. You know, who's speaking into your kids and what are they saying? You know, if they're constantly around people who are speaking negative or, or worry, or, you know, all of those things, you know, what, what is being spoken into your kids? The power of life and death is in the tongue. So speak life, man. Speak life into yourself, into your kids, and make sure they're in a greenhouse, not a madhouse. I said it a couple of weeks ago. i said say it again. Make sure your family, your home is a greenhouse for growth. Your Psalms 1 family planted in the house of the Lord. Or you can be the madhouse. You don't want to do that. The other thing that I want to encourage you to do is, you know, I'm, let me rewind the, the tape here. I am notorious for moving a hundred miles an hour. I, I am. I know that's a shock. I am. Uh, those who are around me, our staff, our team, uh, core team leaders who are around me know I'm constantly moving. I have a plan for tomorrow and the next day in 10 years. I mean, I, I've got it and I can come up with vision direction. You, you know, If I sit still long enough, I'll have your life mapped out as well as mine. Um, So I'm just, that's how I operate. I'm 100 miles an hour, I'm seeing the next, I'm seeing the big picture and I can see the big picture all the way down to the micro level of a a project. And that's just how I'm wired, that's how God has made me. And so I have to be very cautious that in, in my fast paceness that I take time to reflect, that I take time to slow down and reflect on where I'm at, where I've come, what's happened and where I'm going. I have to just put in some of those speed bumps along the way, some bigger than others to just slow it down. And so it's important as families to slow down and just reflect on what you have done. It is, what is it? It's August, (laughs) we're in August. We are over halfway through the year and you have made it through some chaos.
1: Right. Your family's
0: gone through change. The scenery around your life has changed. Your work environment has changed. Life has changed. Grocery Man, shopping has grocery
1: changed. Grocery
0: shopping has changed. Going to the bathroom has changed. I mean, just think about it. you don't have. I mean, you don't have toilet paper. I mean, think about all these people that were taking all the toilet paper. Uh, you know, I buy toilet this, <laughs> paper for our
1: house.
0: I mean, all of this stuff. I'm not saying, but never mind. Anyway, <laughs> so so lots of change, right? Lots has happened, and you have made it through. You know, you have, in in the strength of Christ, have made it through. Thank You're Lord. in August, the year, four months, and we're at Christmas. I, I was my my. Uh, Christmas music was coming on today on my iTunes. It was shuffling through on Christmas music. Oh my goodness, it's Christmas already! Christmas and four months—you've—you've made it through, and just celebrate that as a family. Celebrate that you're healthy, you haven't lost your mind, you're still together, you survived. Sometimes just reflecting on where you've been is powerful.
1: That is so true. You know, one of the things that um, I purpose to do with our kids is at the end of the day or at the dinner table, the ride home, you know, tell me about your day. What happened today? Um, And sometimes, you know, kids can't remember anything. So, well, what was one funny thing that happened today? What shocked you today? Just to even get them talking. And then as COVID has happened, we have found ourselves just talking over the um, the stopping of school, the online schooling, what did summer look like? What were you most looking forward to with the summer? What were you most disappointed in with summer? And there's nothing wrong with acknowledging that. Again, it's not where we live or where we stay, but it's like Pastor said, it's that reflecting back on life, where what has happened, what have we gone through? And then we always flip it to the positive sides, like he said, but we've made it. We have made it, God has shown up, and then we celebrate victories within it. And so it kind of helps them acknowledge that, hey, and it gives me a read on my kids (laughs) that I know what's going on with them, but hey, we've made it, we've made it as a family. And even as a mom, I like to share some of my fears with my kids um, to be able to celebrate the victories. It's so important that they know that mom and dad aren't perfect and we're not stoic. We, We feel and we have emotions just like they do. Um, but we trust God and overcome it. And it really helps them to see that mom and dad go through some of the same stuff that they go through.
0: You know, if you if you look at Paul's writings uh, through the New Testament, he often starts out his letters by rejoicing over his churches. He's rejoicing over them, thanking God for them, expressing his prayers for them. You know, and that's, a, that's an important model for us as parents is that we are rejoicing you know those were his spiritual kids (laughs) the churches were his spiritual kids he he was responsible for Um, and he tells them i'm rejoicing over you i'm praying for you i thank god i call the remembrance your faith he talks about what god has done in them he talks about the testimony that's he, you know For some of them, he talks about the testimony that they have in, in particular regions of the world. I mean, all of that is power. Even writing to the Corinthians, who he rebukes uh, for their internal church issues um, and corrects and teaches, he talks to them about their testimony. Uh, we see that same uh, pattern modeled with Jesus in the churches in Revelation. He starts off by telling them, What's praiseworthy, and then corrects them. So I think it's really important for us to take that model as an example with our kids. Is that we we tell our children that we are thankful for them, we rejoice over them, we and not just in general general general, help me generality up, general yes, but specifics that we we tell them a specific time, we tell them a specific story yeah. that when you did this. And you acted this way; it made my heart so happy. I'm so proud of you. I rejoice over that. You made me joyful. You made me happy. all of those things. And telling them those things are so important and helps them with their mental, emotional health. Help. They feel uh, encouraged. They feel built up. They're edified. They have a sense of pride in their parents and their and their parents. Um, sense of pride in them you know all of those things are are super super important and to let them know you're praying for them that you're praying for them right and pray over them not just that you pray for them but actually pray over them yeah uh is super important
1: absolutely and sometimes you know our kids know that that's the first thing that we're going to do is pray over them and sometimes they'll say i just don't feel like praying right now and um it's a great opportunity to say sometimes i don't feel like praying either but we're going to do it anyway and God's going to show up because he's faithful and it's it's so awesome in those moments to see us begin to surrender our hearts to the Lord with our kids and watch him show up so it's a great opportunity to pray over them you know we always say don't tell people you're going to pray for them do it and don't tell your kids oh i'm going to pray for you pray for them pray with them it's so powerful but But
0: before you do i want to say something Um, you know, being in community, you know, that we we're talking about being in community, the power of community. And um, I want to just say this about community. Community cannot happen privately. <laughs> so Say it
1: louder for the people in yeah, the back. Yeah,
0: community cannot happen privately. You can't have community on a deserted island. I know that um, We all would love to have those deserted island moments. And I want to say that For some, you've had your deserted island. You've been out uh, adrift at sea almost. And I just want to call you back home. I want to call you back to your community. I want to call you back to your family. And what I mean by that is you need to be in church. You need to be in the house of the Lord. You need to stop being at home by yourself. Stop isolating yourself. And you need to get to church. And you say well pastor you know what about covid what about it what about it wear your mask get to church wash your hands sanitize do everything that you know to do as if you would do it going to the grocery store or going to some sort of public attic. just get to church you need your church family you Absolutely. need community join us here celebration you know tomorrow night we've got the groceries Sunday, 10 a.m., we're open in the building. Wednesdays at 7 p.m., the building is open. We're here for midweek refresh. Get in church. It's so important, and to have those conversations and to be around your spiritual family is so important. And the same is true for our kids. Absolutely. It's so important that you get your kids in the building, let them interact, let them see uh, their friends and interact with their friends, see other adults coming up. I'm telling you, and I've said this for two or three weeks now, and I'm going to keep emphasizing it, I'm going to keep speaking truth, whether it's liked or not, you need community in the church building. Come on As as much as I love the cameras and virtual world, as much as I love that we were able to go into the media and, and do all that we're doing socially and all the things, I'm going to tell you, you got to be in the building and you need to make it a goal to be in the building this Sunday. Yep. It's so important to be in fellowship together.
1: So um, that was great. Um, and I completely agree. It's so important. Uh, so I look forward to seeing you on Sunday. Um, and you can even come by the church tomorrow to show up and come volunteer. It's great to be in the building. So but I want to take a look at one of the comments. Um, And it was a question. So are we not supposed to stress over things just like the virus, if we're not going through it at the moment. And I think there's a difference between um, stressing about it and acknowledging it. And so we don't want to live um, underneath the sheets, you know, where we're like in this bubble and we have no clue what's happening in the world around us. We want to be aware we're not saying don't take the medicine, you know, if, if you go to the doctor and you have high blood pressure take your blood pressure medicine you know use wisdom um but one of the one of the counselors said um talked about radical acceptance and that is saying that um, although i can't change this i can't change the fact that covet is here but i can accept it and i can accept it for what it is but i control my response to it so it is staying educated with COVID, staying up to date understanding what's happening but not letting it affect us. We choose how right. we respond to it. Right. So yes, I'm acknowledging that there's a horrible virus out there. I am making sure that my family is well taken care of, that we have the masks when we go outside. Our kids right now aren't going in stores because I have really little ones that touch everything. And there's no way that I can ensure that they're gonna not touch everything and then smear it all over their faces. So I'm using wisdom in my response. I'm not in fear not taking them to the store, but it's just wisdom for my littles. Um, we're using hand sanitizer. We're making sure that we're just are using wisdom as we go about life, but life is still happening. We're still going to church as a family. Our kids are still seeing their friends within our bubble. We're still doing family outings, having special family events, making sure that life is happening for our family. And so I think there's a difference between ignoring the issue and accepting the issue and so one of the scriptures that i love about this is joshua and it's joshua chapter 1 verse 9 and it says have i not commanded you be strong strong and of good courage do not be afraid nor be dismayed for the lord your god is with you wherever you go that was
0: our word by the way just to highlight was the word god gave us for 2020 so y'all reflect those of you that were in the building at church in 2019 we said repeatedly the word of the lord for 2020 is this scripture do not be afraid do not be dismayed do not be discouraged but be bold and courageous be
1: strong and of good courage and what that means and i i love this this was also our verse for Zoe when she was born. And um, so in researching and preparation for labor and delivery, I found out that it has nothing to do with me being stubborn, that I will persevere and make it through. We're not gonna be stubborn through 2020, but we're gonna be courageous. And that means that I'm gonna trust in who God says he is. I'm gonna be courageous enough to radically accept that COVID is happening. It is around me, but I'm gonna take COVID and all of the issues involved with it, and I'm gonna bring it to the throne of my God. That is being strong and courageous, that I'm gonna walk with Him, that He's with me wherever I go. And I know that I'm His daughter. I know that He goes with me. And as I do that, I'm teaching my kids that they can do it too. So we acknowledge it's there, we accept it but we control our response to it. Yeah,
0: I think it's really good. And to give you an example for adults, you know, uh, Heather talked about how we handle that with our kids, but uh, for COVID, you know, every week I take a look at the statistics for COVID in our area. And so um, you know, I'm always looking at the Summit County dashboard, I'm looking at our governor's site, I'm I'm always looking at the statistics. The statistics don't determine what I do or don't do. I'm, I'm educated, I'm aware of those things, but I have to bring that into check with what God says. And sometimes, a lot of times, what God says supersedes what the statistics say. And so, uh, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the statistics on being thrown into a fiery furnace are 100% death. I guarantee it. And, uh, don't try yeah, it. Don't try it. But I pr- I'm pretty sure 100% death if you go into a fiery furnace. And so the statistics of what they were being threatened with didn't line up with what God said. God said, don't worship. And so their response to Nebuchadnezzar was hey, we are not going to worship. Whether we live or we die, we're not going to worship. This is exactly what they said. Whether we live or we die, whether God saves us or he doesn't, we're not going to worship your image. And so I think it's so important for us today to say the same thing, that whether we live or we die, we're not going to worship the fear of man, the fear of a virus, and all those things. And what really, what does that mean to worship? Uh, You know, it's not like we bow down to a a COVID statue. Um, What it means, what worshiping idolatry, is it's putting anything before God. And so when we put the virus or its effects or anything about the virus, anything before God, for example, I can't go to church because of the virus, or I can't give because of the virus, or I can't worship because of the virus, because we've inserted fear or misdirected worship, and we're now worshiping the virus, that's idolatry. That's idolatry, it's it's putting something before God. And so it's essential, it's absolutely important that we as believers put God and what he says first. So I look at the data, I look at the information, but I make decisions for our church and for for our leadership and what we do as a team based on what God says. We have godly counsel, we have godly wisdom. Let me give you an example. We could have chosen to shut everything down and said, nope, we're just going to go into into hibernation. And, and I know pastors and churches that have done that and I'm not criticizing them for that, but for what God was speaking to us and what we felt like God was saying to us was, no, I want you to reach out and it was immediate. And so we began to serve groceries every week and it increased to 30,000 pounds of groceries a week. a week. And so God's hand was on it. We had the volunteers every week. There were some weeks we weren't sure we were gonna have enough and we ended up having enough volunteers. And, and we're still serving groceries, even tomorrow night, we're serving groceries. And so we've never stopped that, even in light of what's happening with COVID in our area. And so we've trusted the Lord along the way. And none of our volunteers have gotten sick. None of our volunteers have had issues. I'm not Thank worried you, about saying that. I, that doesn't concern me to say that. It is the truth and God's grace is upon us and our team and we just continue to use good wisdom and practice good hygiene and all of those things. And and we remind our volunteers to stay out of the cars and to right. sanitize their hands and wear gloves and mask and all those mask, things.
1: Keep it over your nose. You know, we
0: try to do all of the due diligence, but we're trusting God as we serve our community. Yeah. And that hasn't stopped. It hasn't we've you know when we opened services back up, you know, we did that as a, a you know Believing that what God has said is more real than a
1: statistic. Absolutely. One of the things that you said I really want to highlight on is um, not making COVID um, your idol. And that by saying, I can't go to church or I can't give or I can't be involved because of COVID, it it paralyzes us. Um, But not only that, um, meaning not only can COVID become idolatry. But what is our priority in the midst of this season? Right now, the sifting, there's a sifting happening. And Matthew 6:33 tells us to seek first. Another translation says seek only the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And so it's very important that we prioritize the kingdom of God in the midst of our lives. We're talking tonight about spiritual, emotional, and mental health. And if we want our families to be grounded, to be sound in emotional, mental, and spiritual health, then our lives should be centered around God and his word, around his kingdom. And as we seek him first, everything else in our life is going to line up. That means that school activities, school life, all the extracurricular stuff. Yes, they they need friend time and this and that, but first and foremost, we need the kingdom of God. We need to be in the house of God, connected to the house of God and prioritizing the house of God. And we have said it in the pulpit. We have said it many times. I'm gonna say it again today. He's usually the ultra bold when we say this, but I, I feel like it's God's word tonight We have to guard our hearts we cannot walk and lead our families in idolatry we have to prioritize being in the house of god if we can go to the bowling alley if we can go to the birthday parties and all the events and the sporting events and the camps and everything else but we can't prioritize being in the house of God and we're using COVID as an excuse. It's just a cop sin. out.
0: You're in sin. We
1: have to <laughs> repent and get our hearts it's,
0: right. It's sin. I just will say it. It is sin. You can if you can if you can live doing other things, but but make the excuse to not be in, in church and prioritizing the word it's and not being the word, not being in the word of God, not not praying, not worshiping, not being together with your spiritual family—it's sin. The heart, the heart is deceitfully wicked, and and the sin of your heart has found you out. I mean, that's that's really what it is. Um, and so it's important, like others say, you got to repent
1: and repent, change course. That seasons of refreshing may come if you want your if your household is stressed. You have the COVID blanket of H E L L covering your household. Hear the word of the Lord today. Repent that times of refreshing may come. You want to talk about how to lead your kids into sound mental and emotional health? Show them a life of repentance. Yeah. God, I responded to this thing in fear, but that's not who you created us to be. I am trusting in you. I repent. We repent as a family beginning today, beginning right now. We're putting our hope, we're putting our trust in you. We are reprioritizing our life to make you Lord, not just in word, but in the everyday life of our house. Someone needs to clean up your mouth even now. I am sorry. That That is the gift of God within me is even your mouth. You started with small little words that you thought were no big deal was just stress but your mouth is running rampant (laughs) I would say I'm sorry but I'm not this is God's word for you this is your God moment tonight whether you're watching us live or you're watching the replay this is your God moment that you get to choose right here right now to fall on your face before God and say Lord Forgive me, wash me, cleanse me, make it right, make it right within me. I yield to you. I'm choosing today to walk in the victory that you have provided. I'm scared as all get out, but I'm handing that fear to you. Awesome. That's you. Contact us at the church. I want to talk to you. I want to be that community and that support system that begins to help disciple you and your family through victory
0: awesome awesome. we've had a great conversation tonight about you know not just kids well-being but also <laughs> adults well-being so we've we've covered the spectrum tonight i feel like um, we've had great conversation i want to encourage you go to our website ccakron.org, ccakron.org while you're there fill out the virtual connect card let us know that you were on Tuesday night live, drop in your prayer request, anything we can be praying with you about. If you have any questions about the church, drop those in as well. We'd love to see you Wednesday night, whether you want to come pick up groceries tomorrow night or you want to come volunteer, we'd love to see you again, church on Sunday at 10 a.m. Any questions about any of those things, go to our website, ccacron.org, or you can call us at the church office at 330 330- 762-7458. We'd love to hear from you. Yes. If we can't answer the phone directly, we have an answering service that will take your call and let us know that you called. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to uh, hear your prayer needs and be praying for you and such. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks
1: for joining. for joining us this evening. If tonight blessed you, share the feed on your wall so that your friends and family can watch the replay later.
0: Yes, absolutely. Please share the post and then again tomorrow night we don't have midweek refresh because we're doing groceries but midweek refresh on wednesday nights is open at 7 p.m for everyone come
1: tonight tomorrow night you're running shoes come help us give out groceries and bless our community it's going to be a lot of fun a lot of energy and we need all the people to come help us make it happen
0: have a great evening god bless